Welcome to People in Exile, where we have conversations, host interviews, discuss books, and engage with the Bible to help believers live out their faith in an unbelieving world. Welcome to this episode of People in Exile. I am uh, your host for this episode, Chris Chambers. No? Sure, let's go with that. That yeah, sounds yeah. good. And uh, I am joined, uh, per usual, uh, with uh, Mr. Andrew Chamberlain. And... Ben Ellis. Yeah. And uh, it's been a bit. It's been a little bit. It has been a little bit. I think May was the last time we recorded. I don't think I was a part of that May one. Yeah. So Ben and I, we did the uh, the virtual... Um, together, together for the together Gospel. For gospel oh, yeah. Because yeah. you all still got to do that virtually. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And then uh, and then we we recorded, what, an episode about every session, I think. Pretty, pretty much. It was it was actually rough. We actually did one, I think. So it almost felt like it was session Recording. Record, session record, yeah. session record. Oh, so, some of those days were bad. Yeah, it was, they were long. They were fun. We enjoyed it. Yeah, they were fun. I said bad is wrong. It, was it just wasn't exhausting. the same experience that we get when we're, you know, on site. Yeah. You know, with Ben staying up until, you know, 2 a.m. and getting up at 3 a.m. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not, not far from wrong. <laughs> no, it, was, it wasn't quite that bad, but it was not far from wrong. So, um, Andrew, uh, I tell you what, why don't you uh, take it away lead us through, man? Yeah, sounds good. So, we are... Still, you know, unfortunately, still dealing with COVID. You know, it's uh, when I say unfortunate, it's just I think we're all somewhat tired of that conversation. However, it is still a conversation that is going on and uh, to some extent, I suppose, necessary because that's where we are. And we've got to figure out how to keep moving forward uh, during those times so that we don't... um, so we don't just kind of give up or stop stop living. So what we're going to do today, we're going to look at a couple different areas with this. Since we have been, uh, we are trying to uh, get back together. We're going to talk through some areas that we've learned during this this pandemic and how to move forward. And I guess our hope for those that listen to this episode is to to understand that God does ordain every moment and God has purpose in every moment. And so as a follower of Christ. Regardless of what those moments look like, uh, there is good things to be found and there's good things to accomplish. So with that, uh, I'm going to start with Ben because I've got to talk. I don't got to talk to Ben as much during this time. I know it's been rough, dude. Yeah, it's, it's missed been, you, pal. Well, here we are. So, Ben, first question for you just a little bit and, and sure. take it away here. It, kind of in a nutshell or in a, in a specific way you think it's appropriate, kind of explain to us a little bit how COVID, what's your experience for you personally? what your experience has been as a pastor, maybe even for your family. Just kind of take it away for a few moments there. Well, for us, it was it was really interesting. Or for me, it was really interesting uh, because at the one hand, we had how COVID was affecting my family and how COVID was affecting my work as a pastor and then how that was kind of affecting me personally. My family was really kind of thrown into a little bit of a tailspin because our daughter went from being in person, normal, they hit spring break as all the kids did here in Florida and then just never went back to school mm-hmm. and then just never went back to school. And that was weird for my family because it was kind of a hard shift and we went to online learning and my daughter just does not learn well that way. That's just not her, her, her preferred method of learning. So it didn't work well for her. But at the same time, what was really strange is that it was all kind of impacting our family on that side of it. Uh, one of the things that, that, uh, our governor did was to keep churches in the sphere of essential uh, of essential organizations, essential businesses. Mm-hmm. So the church never really closed down from a work perspective. Now, 
we did have a couple of weeks when we went to like an online only kind of thing and some of those, those kind of issues. And a lot of our small groups went to online meetings. They went to in, in home meetings. They went to, uh, offsite meetings, but no, but so, and the goal was to keep that happening. But in a lot of ways, like my day to day, week in, week out kind of didn't change because it was all about whether I was in the house or was it in the office. It was all about trying to figure out how I could continue to navigate and continue to pastor and walk alongside my small group leaders, walk alongside church members. So that remained very normal. So I feel very, in some ways, I feel very different from a lot of people because I feel like my, my professional life never hit that hard stop yeah. where I feel like a lot of other people had to hit that hard stop. And I... I just didn't do that. Yeah, I I think one of the things that you said there that I I really relate to was Michelle and I, my wife, we've talked a bit about this, and we feel like, you know, in a lot of ways, we feel like we've been really protected through this and insulated. But one of the things I I guess even in that statement I failed to realize was the effect it had on my, specifically my oldest daughter. I think, you know, being a fourth grader, or excuse me, at the time a third grader, you know, just stopping and then having to do that. I mean, that was, that, that was rough. I remember some, some times that we have three children and, you know, three kids in the same house for that long period of time, they can, you know, they kind of get annoyed with each other. I, I, even adults would, I mean, it's not, don't want to pick on them, but, and I remember, you know, th- thinking through that, like, man, it's, she just doesn't have that relief of being away from people for a while. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, you said that about your daughter it really hit. So, but from the church standpoint, um, you know, I'm, 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 I was glad what DeSantis did. I think, mm-hmm. I think that was a good decision, just keeping us going. Um, we, we did go to that online digital format. I, I got to be honest. I was surprised, Chris. You know, you're, you're a deacon. You are a life group leader at Northcliff. I was pleasantly surprised with how our church seemed to make it through that roughest period of digital. Y- your thoughts there, just how we, you know, we, your life group kept going on. You know, mm-hmm. I even attended a few of your online things. Um, you know, from a giving perspective, things kept going. I mean, we did that food drop off that was phenomenal. We had services. Mm-hmm. So, any thoughts that you have there about that? Yeah. So I, I was just kind of thinking through. We had these like stages of COVID. You know, we're still like you said, we're not out of it yet. But we had that first stage, which was almost like you know, you, you, we heard it. I don't know if you remember. We were up in Jacksonville, going to the Jacksonville, uh, getting ready for the Jacksonville conference. You and, and Ben. Yeah. And and. Uh, yeah. Um, Moeller on the briefing uh, mentioned mm-hmm. the coronavirus, and I'm like, oh, this is boring. It's not something, you know, why, why are we talking about this? Welcome to China. What? Yeah, What's yeah. going on? Why does that, how does that affect us? Uh, and then it was, uh, you know, after you started hearing about it every day, and it's like, okay, so I guess this thing's not going away. And then all of a sudden, things started shutting down, right? I remember shutting down travel from China, shutting down uh, sports leagues. Uh, I remember the, the March Madness got, got uh, shut down. It was a devastating It was moment. crazy, yeah. That was heartbreaking uh, for some of my friends. It was like, wow, like this is, and then, then it started like to, to get real, like, okay, this is this is a real deal. This is something that uh, we this have to This isn't just seriously. far away. Yeah. It's coming, it's coming it's right here. here. Yeah, yeah, it's affecting us mm-hmm. right now. And then it went from the shutdowns to the lockdowns, right, where everybody, hey, stay in your house, uh, don't go out. Um, and, and at that stage, I remember the, the deacons meeting we had, uh, before we, we first shut down at the church, uh, and, and I remember Pastor Jeff was like, Hey, um, you know, I don't know that we're going to have to talk about this or deal with it, but you know, we need to kind of start thinking in, in the event that like the schools were to shut down, we need to, mm-hmm. you know, decide what we would, what we would want to do. And I remember at the time it seemed like such a far-fetched idea, like, come on, that's ridiculous. No way that's going to happen. And then, uh before next Sunday, before the following Sunday. And that was a Monday night. So before the following Sunday, we're shutting it down. We're going online. And, 
Yeah, and so that was that was definitely strange. So you know that that idea of, of having to all right, we gotta we gotta figure this out on the fly. Um, and I remember you know some some uh, I think some of the students were the first to to do the Zoom uh, meeting. Some of the student leaders, um, and I saw that I thought, hey, that's that's a that's a good idea. It allows us to still get together for those that are you know able to get on like that. And uh, so that's that's what we did. Um, and uh, uh, you know that worked for a while. You know, worked for. I mean, it would, it would still work technically, right? There's some places that are still doing. It. I think is Raleigh is is he still set down the, the summit? Are they still uh, set down? Yes, they're, okay, they're still well. Him and also North Point, uh, Andy, Andy Stanley, Stanley Church. Uh, over, yeah. They're they're not opening till January. Okay, okay. Uh, so I mean, you have obviously this is this is far reaching. Uh, you know, I think here in Hernando County, uh, we've been pretty fortunate. I mean, it's here. Uh, you know, coronavirus is here. We have you know friends uh, and uh, and things that have that have definitely been uh, infected and had to deal with that and been hospitalized. Um, but uh, by and large, it hasn't been it hasn't been gigantic like it hasn't you know been in other places. I think, like I said, I think we're pretty fortunate for that. Yeah, for I sure. think the 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 thing that hit me with thinking through that element was um, specifically with the church. It was the fact that how quickly. I mean, you were talking about you yeah. had that one meeting. Yeah. Okay, let's start thinking about this, mm-hmm. and then by the next time, you know, uh, and. I remember it was a it was a surreal feeling like whoa we really aren't going to church in person right now it was just an odd thing because to my experience in life to this point in life I'm 36 I don't remember ever having a church service yeah. canceled like that like no. only thing I can ever think of I'm trying to even think if I've ever had one canceled because of weather but you know I can't remember one can you all remember I, I think here hurricane hurricane that's true, yeah. yeah and then when I was in Raleigh we had some snow days snow. but that's just because our church was super rural and mm-hmm. the roads were never salted so it's yeah. just like so that was just an odd feeling, you know. It was an odd feeling. Um, I, w- I want to share one more, and then we'll move on. But, but real, real quick, with with the uh, you mentioned uh, being shut down by weather and stuff. The thing that's so different about that is, is you know, you see uh, the weather patterns coming your way. You can see, you know, from uh, yeah. uh, from radar and things like that. Okay, there's a very bad uh, storm coming. With this coronavirus, like it's not, you can't even see it. Yeah, and you know? and you can see it coming and going. Right, right. So, the it's, weather. so yeah, it's yeah. like we're, we're we're really still we're in danger, and, again, and now we're in the clear. And again, our yeah. governor's done a really good job. I just want to echo what, what yeah. Andrew said earlier about letting churches remain open and stay open, and still encouraging it to be open. But yeah, seeing where it's when this thing's leaving is not. Yeah. So uh, I want to move this forward now. One thing here that I want want to move it to is talk about our own faith mm-hmm. because um, I remember very early on, I, just doing the job that I do with Jericho and. Um, kind of think my wife's a public school teacher. I got to be honest. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. I don't know how we're going to make it. And I, uh, Chris and I are, are part of a uh, professional networking group. And the first meeting, I remember I just I didn't have the energy to go. I didn't want to go. I was like, I don't have it in me today to do this. And my good friend, Chris, he texts me afterward. And I'll never forget this. He's like, you just got to keep moving forward. And that has been an, a, a mantra for me. During this, and I appreciate that. Uh, I think I've told you that before. It was mm-hmm. a very important moment. I'm uh, very grateful for that. So, using that for a moment, I want to I want us to think a little bit about our own faith. Let's not think about, you know, the things that we lead and the people we serve and all those mm-hmm. things. But let's just think about our own faith. What 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 are some experiences or what are some things that maybe have challenged you or you've grown because of this? And so I'll start, and then I'll I'll put it to you all. One of the challenges that I've had is. I have seen my my desire to read scripture be very high and very low during this period. Mm-hmm. There are days when I'm like, I can't get enough. I, I sincerely just want to read, read, read the mm-hmm. word, you know. And then there are days I have been like, I don't really want to read. And I, I, I don't I've I've had that before in my life, so that's not necessarily new, 
But I guess what made it different was it, it, I don't know if it was something with the energy level of dealing with everything else, but it was just, I, I noticed that fluctuation. That was a challenge for me, but on the positive side. Um, so I would, I'd, I'd team that obviously as a challenge, but on the positive side, I've had, uh, some, we call it quiet time in our faith. You know, I've had some quiet time that has been as personally significant, like, Oh wow, this is moving me in this direction, or this is challenging me and helping me in this or whatever. I've had some very personal quiet time that has been very impactful for me. So I've seen both of those, a challenge and, and a positive. So Ben, what about you thoughts there? I think, I think for me, like the biggest challenge has been just because I, I, I want so much to be routine, right? I want it to be, yeah. I want it to be normal, so to speak. And I want to have that daily rhythm. And I really think that this, this process or this whole coronavirus incident has thrown that rhythm off. And I think that was the biggest challenge for me. And, and I think in terms of faith, what that meant for me is those normal, regular rhythms and practices of faith that I would have otherwise just leaned into, like, and this is my, my, okay, I'm ready. This is the next step that, that was, that was thrown off in, in a meaningful way, uh, because I feel like as that rhythm got disrupted, and I feel like this is consistent with both my faith and a lot of my life right now was with everything being different, I had to think and work harder in terms of my faith to understand what I thought needed to happen next. Yeah. I think the challenge with that, correct me if I'm wrong or take it from here is sometimes I think all of us want a rhythm and routine, regardless if we even know we want those things. I mean, we're doing those things, you know? So I think sometimes God may challenge us in that area. You mm-hmm. know, I think, not, not that I think that I think that's a good thing, but I think he can challenge us like, OK, let's see, mm-hmm. you know, let's pull that off and let's see where you are, so to speak. No, and I love the way that you say that because I think that's the perfect segue for me into what was the positive side of this, because one of the things that I always push on our small group leaders at our church is like, look, you can't be comfortable in your small group. If, you, if you're at the point where you're comfortable, you're in a very dangerous spot. Because what that means is, is you've so settled into your routine, you've leaned into the routine rather than what God is doing and how he's moving and what he's working with. If you're a little bit uncomfortable, you're still dealing with navigating how God is working in your life at this moment. And I feel like exactly what you're saying, when you get into that routine and we want that routine because it's comfortable, right? It's something we can lean on. It's something we can trust in. But then the question is, is are we now leaning into the routine more than we are into what God is doing. And I think for me, that became the struggle is that I realized, and this is the positive for me, that I have to stop trusting in the routine. Not that routine is bad. I don't want, I don't want to paint that picture, but at the same time, I need to be fully aware of what the routine is doing in my life and be a little bit more uncomfortable with this, with the sense that, okay, this is routine and this is helpful and this is good. And this makes me feel comfortable and safe. But is that comfortable and safe where I ought to feel right now? Yeah. And then lean more into whatever God is doing at the moment. So I feel like that's my positive and my negative. Yeah. For that one. Chris, what do you think? Yeah. So for me, um, <clears throat> it was it was a little bit odd. You know, you mentioned this routine. We'd already um, just we had a we had a baby last year, and so we needed a uh, we needed a uh, another room for her. And so we had, uh, you know, a guy come in uh, from our, from that networking group that you were mentioning, Andrew, and he came in and uh, he was building a room for us. Because of that, that forced us out of the house. So we re- we moved in with my parents, and this all happened right around that the beginning of COVID. Uh, and so we we were already intending to be out of our routine, and so this kind of just we we leaned into that a little bit more. So um, uh, anyhow, that that was one thing that was that was 
a lot different. And then due to some commitments that we made, we had the uh, uh, the um, uh, every five years at the church we had the Constitution Revision Committee. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. And so we, that started in February was our first meeting there. Uh, and we did, I think, yeah, we met in person there, and then every single one after was all on Zoom because of because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because of some of those types of commitments, um, it, it kind of forced me, hey, you know, this is what you're studying right now. Uh, you know, biblically, this is what we're studying right now. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then, you know, due to what I was teaching in, in life group, and, and fortunately because of Zoom, I was able to continue studying there as well. So I, I had that, which was a good thing, right? It was out of the routine in that we weren't, you know, it wasn't typical, but at the same time, you know, you got to find a way to, to get to this. And then uh, the other thing that was, you know, from a faith standpoint, um, I, th- I think there's a lot of folks that, that saw a lot of really unbelievable things happen after coronavirus financially, right? I think about the, the, uh, the church early on anyway. Mm-hmm. I know that, you know, the giving was even up, you know, early mm-hmm. on from, from, you know, year to date, uh, from the previous year, rather. Um, and then uh, from, from our standpoint, I, we had, personally, we had some money come in from, from the business early in the year. Uh, which which was was a big blessing, which allowed us to to really get through that period, uh, mm-hmm. you know, up to up to now, um, with with little to no stress. Which, which again, praise the Lord, you know, for that. But that definitely helped that. But but there, there were still moments where it's like, okay, well, it, you know, if this or when this runs out, is there going to be replenishment on the other end? And so, it's just a matter of of, of needing to. Um, you know, listen. He's he's been faithful to this point, and he will continue to be faithful moving forward. And and uh, he's he's proven to be just that. So, uh, for me, those are some of the things. Uh, one other thing I will mention is there were some times, as both of y'all mentioned, where it's like you know maybe maybe today you didn't feel like it or, or whatever. I remember mm-hmm. there was one one moment when when you had mentioned, hey, you know, I was thinking of Psalm one nineteen or yeah. maybe the Psalms, and uh, and I'm like, all right, let me let me go take a look. And so uh, so I started reading through that, and a really really good uh, you know good good time of study for sure. Yeah, that 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 particular time is yeah. one of the times for scripture. Yeah. I mean, I actually Michelle and I took a little trip to get away during, and and it was Psalm one twelve, and okay, oh my goodness, it was you know, Lord really was using that. So yeah, yeah. Uh, phenomenal. So let's move it a little bit with the ministry, um, because each one of us are ministering in different ways. You know, mm-hmm. through our church, through um, through Jericho, and through um, our own families and so forth. So let's let's talk about that a little bit, Chris. You, one of the things I was really impressed with during the time was your commitment to keep moving forward. Mm. I, I thought that was great. It was, it was a good, uh, it was a good encouragement to me, you know, um, one of the, com- you and I were both on that constitutional, uh, yeah. revision oh, yeah, committee yeah, yeah, and yeah. I pulled off. I said, I right, couldn't right, do it during right. this time. And, and it was a legit, I couldn't, yeah, you know, yeah. um, but re- besides that, talk through how, you know, because we had to keep this mindset of like, okay, one ministry doesn't stop mm-hmm. Two, I got to do it in such a way that I'm not, you know, hurting the ministry because like sometimes you could be serving so much people like, well, wait a second, you know, like I don't want to, we're, we're in this pandemic, you mm-hmm. know, just kind of using that as a little bit, how did you get through it? Like, what was your mindset? What were you doing? Yeah. So, so one of the things, again, as we were talking through kind of some of the stages of, of COVID and, and, and we're still in this, you know, period of uncertainty, uh, but, but early on more so I say than, 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 than even now, I think now we kind of see a path forward a little bit easier than, than we did early on. We're like, all right, how long is this going to last? Is it going to last? Is it going to get worse? Is it going to get really, really super bad? You know, what's going to happen? 
Um, and because of that, so yes, we did move online, but the, the question that I, I had to ask myself is, should I just continue just kind of plowing through what we're studying? Should I maybe do some other things, you know, some one-offs, you know, we'll, we'll do this or do that, um, more kind of topical type of stuff or what? We were, we were studying through Jose at the time. And uh, so do I want to just keep on going through, even though not everybody's going to be in? Um, and so ultimately that's what we did with some one-offs, you know, here and there. And then after we realized, okay, this is, we're going to be doing this for a little bit. All right, let's get back to it. And then, so we did. Um, and, uh, anyhow, that you're talking about life group in particular, that's what I'm, I'm talking about in particular, but that's, yeah, that's one of the, one of the areas, um, that, uh, that we, we just continued studying through that. So I, you know, I don't, so you just push through, I mean, just, just, just push through, um, Fortunately, you know, I, I don't know. Did, did, did the vast majority of life groups uh, keep studying what they were studying? Did they, did they pivot and do th- other things? Or uh, yeah, Honestly, it was a mixed bag. Yeah. Every, everybody did all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have, we still have some life groups that still have not regathered. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, yeah, because I, I, I told my life group, I said, look, yeah. I got to be honest with y'all. This isn't going to happen during this period. Right. You know, I said, I I'm, don't mean anything by it. It's just... With what we had going on at Jericho, I said, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't, I have only so much energy. So I'm Absolutely. assuming there were some others kind of in that same boat. Oh, yeah. we Well, yeah, we had some who were in that same boat. And because we have the age groups that we do at Northcliff, the, the small groups had a variety of technical technological willingness to, to engage and a, a limit of technological ability to engage. So some of those online meetings were real tough. Uh, we had a lot of people who tried. Uh, and I think the ones who tried did well with it, uh, but we did have a couple who tried, and then they decided it wasn't for them. But then they ended up deciding to meet in person anyway, just off site. So it was it was just like I said, it's just kind of a mixed bag of everybody who tried to figure out how to navigate this. And and I think and this is I think one of the things that for me so much in ministry was a challenge was the ability or not the ability, but rather the the need to continue to be flexible in like every area of what we were doing. I mean, we, in, in the span of about, I'd say three months, we started filming small group leaders, uh, in their classes so that they could disseminate to people who could not, didn't have the ability to join. We started filming other small groups to post on the website and leave them full and broad. And so we've, we've really kind of, and that was one of the big changes was that you had to find this fluid way of continuing to do everything you normally did, but in different formats and venues so that people could connect with it. And I think that was one of, for at least for me professionally was the biggest challenge because I went from being primarily a small groups pastor to an online uh, help desk to a Zoom help desk to a, you know, just kind of like yeah. my job role almost entirely changed in, yeah. that, in that time. I think, uh, you know, w- 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 one of the things that we learned through that from a ministry standpoint, and I'm reflecting on Jericho right mm-hmm. now, and then uh, in just a moment before we go yeah. to the next subject, I'd like to turn this back over to Chris, but one thing that we learned was, um, okay, well, we're called to serve at all times, mm-hmm. and one of the advantages that we had at, at one point was, okay, we we deal with a lot of infectious diseases already at a shelter because we're seeing a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we have, I think a little bit more of, a, I don't know if it's good or bad, but we have a little bit more like, okay, we're kind of used to these things. And obviously the coronavirus, I'm not trying to minimize it. Yeah. yeah. I don't mean it that way, but we made a decision like we're going to be as healthy as we possibly can, but we're not going to stop. And, uh, you know, it was, it, we had, it was challenging because you're talking about, um, 
all the different types of things that we do and how, how to do those that way. I, I guess the biggest thing that, that, that was impactful during that time was specifically the um, food. We do a lot of feeding for those that are in need. And, and we had some people in the community that were kind of not really excited about us continuing doing that for a period. And, and, um, and I'm like, what if we stop? Like what happens? There's a lot of people that count on us. I'll never forget people. I, Cause I, you know, I helped hand out the food and they were like, look, we're really appreciative. We, we didn't, we didn't know where food was coming from. And so that's the thing that I think really switched the gears for me. It's like, no, you know, we're called in this season to do this and I'm going to do it at, to the best that I possibly can to keep moving forward just because we need people are in need. So we moved it forward. Chris thoughts there. Yeah, the only other things, you know, regarding ministry, I was just thinking through, um, one, as you were mentioning, some of the uh, groups uh, tried to do online, Ben, right, right? and then some uh, moved to home groups, and I think, you know, I know a few years ago, there was this push to start some home groups, and it didn't go all that well, Uh, and now under the, the, hey, either this or or nothing, uh, people figured it out. And uh, there's 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 groups now. In fact, probably not the groups that you would expect uh, to be at home uh, that are, that are meeting uh, in in uh, in home groups now. Some older folks. I think I think probably if if you were thinking back to when you first thought, hey, let's let's do some home groups, you probably thought the demographic was going to be kind of younger, maybe family. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I was really expecting to hit some twenties and thirties. Yeah, I yeah. mean, to be honest with you, because yes. that's the plan. Because. Yep. Some of our older generations, they they want that. Hey, this is my Sunday morning. I have my small group or Sunday school or life group or whatever we're gonna call it. I have my Sunday morning small group, and then I have my church service, and that is my worship week. That yeah. is my, you know, that's that's how I practice my faith. And I'm like, but my 20s and 30s, like when you think about that, it's much more not chaotic, but like more fluid. Mm-hmm. So like they could really meet on a small group on Tuesday night and it wouldn't bother them, right. you know, and then come to worship on Sunday morning. And it's, and, and like that would be consistent with their, with their, their faith practice at the same yeah. time. So like, yeah, I really did expect those home groups to engender be in our younger small groups or even create some for our, some smaller or for our younger, uh, for younger small groups. But yeah, no, that has knocked me out that our, our, our two home groups right now are both groups that are led by people in their eighties. Yeah, pretty, 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 pretty cool. Uh, in yes, my, no, my absolutely. Opinion, you know, yeah. um, absolutely. The another thing, uh, you know, as far as with with the deacons, one of one of our struggles, one of the things that we were trying to think through is how in the world do you continue to engage families in your church when the only engagement available is online, mm-hmm. right? Uh, uh, there's no, we're not meeting in person at all. There's none mm-hmm. of that available. How do we continue to reach out and, and try to, so what we did, try to minister to, to the, to the families in the church. So we, you know, we basically split up the, you know, all the, all the families that, that we, there were zero contact with that we knew they're not in a life group. They're not being contacted in some way. Mm-hmm. And we just, we reached out, we all, you know, all kind of split it up and called everybody and um, just, you know, say, Hey, you know, we're, we're we just want to let you know we're here and, you know, want to pray for you. Is there anything in particular you need any needs that we can maybe help you with? Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know, I don't know how effective that was, you know, but, uh, one of the things I think that came out of that is as a deacon body, we said, we should be doing like this all the time, you yeah. know? And, uh, so hopefully that is something that we'll see, uh, come out of that. And then one, one last thing, uh, that I will mention is, um, yeah, the, the other struggle, I, you know, that I mentioned the constitution revision committee and one of the things that came out of that, and we won't go into too much detail on this other than to say we moved from a, a singular single, uh, uh, um, elder led type of model, single pastor, pastor led, uh, to a plurality of elders, which is a big, big change. And it had to be voted upon by the congregation. So 
educating the congregation about that, and then and then getting to the point where there was a vote for the congregation that ultimately did get a positive vote uh, to move in that direction during COVID mm-hmm. uh, was was mm-hmm. a struggle to say the least, <laughs> but uh, but we did it. We, yeah, you, know? you did it. It was phenomenal. Yeah, and I think and I think that's one of the things that I think has become uh, almost almost more important to us as a church family is to understand some of that online engagement mm-hmm. and a lot of that, hey, look, we're going to give you these resources right. the best we can, but we need you to engage right. at the same time, yeah. which really is a challenge that churches face on the whole in a lot of ways is the idea that, hey, we're creating these things or we're crafting these things or we're organizing these things for you, be the events or Bible studies or you know whatever else on the line, but we need you to engage. Right. And I think in a lot of ways, one of the things I loved about that process which was this this continued partnership between leadership mm-hmm. and membership to come together and say, hey, look, we're going to do this together, even if it's nothing more than I have to go onto the website and click on a PDF and read it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's, let's kind of sum this conversation up. Let's, um, let's get to this point right here. You know, we, we've kind of already hit on this a little bit, but what, how would you say, or maybe pick out one, two things, something you've learned, concrete, something big you've learned, and how you want to move forward with that. Um, I think, uh, you know, that, that's kind of the key right now is, okay, let's, let's not just waste this experience. Let's, mm-hmm. let's learn something and let's move forward. So I'll start and then I'll, I'll pass it over to Ben. Uh, one of the things that I've really learned is um, the faithfulness of God. And, and I don't, mm-hmm. that's going to sound a little cliche because, okay, we always talk about that. But the difference is this, is that Chris and I have had, because of some of our groups that we were a part of, we've had this conversation a decent amount in different ways. But I, we are shocked how God has done so many different things that nobody could have guessed that he would have done. And it came through a pandemic. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm not kidding when I say I've been baffled more times than not. You know, I've looked at Jericho, look at our church. I look at different businesses I know in this community. I look at different ministries I know throughout the country. I look at all these different things that I have, you know, some interaction with. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. You know, like, God, you are so faithful, you know. So it's one thing. And and the thing that that I want to be changed by that is if he can do that during this, then my faith should be so much more during every season. So like, let's keep moving forward, you know? So one of the things that we're trying to do at Jericho now is what? All right, we're going to grow. We got, we got, there's people in need. Let's move. Let's not just wait. And so Mm -hmm. I'm hoping, you know, moving forward, I take that same man dependency on God and let it, uh, let it move forward uh, in all areas of my life. So, Ben, what's something that you've learned? How is that going to move you forward? Well, I want to do just two things to you real quick. One of the things I want to do, though, is I want to piggyback off of what you just said because the faithfulness of God is so important mm-hmm. because in so many ways it charges, it energizes the work of, of both churches and parachurch organizations and even just the lives of everyday believers who are business owners or employees or whatever. But... And I want to piggyback on that because the idea is that in God's faithfulness, there is a constancy of the mission that the church holds, right? The Great Commission has not changed because of coronavirus. The Great Commandment to love God and love your neighbor has not changed because of coronavirus. In fact, what it rather does instead is it gives us a phenomenal venue by which to display the the functions of the Great Commission and the Great Commandment, the fact that we love our neighbors, the fact that we love God, the fact that we bring the gospel everywhere we go because of it, and the fact that there is a greater need. There is a greater, as Chris said earlier, uncertainty with what's going on in our culture right now. I think it's more important now that those missions be effectual in our hearts. 
and so from a from a from a mental from a from a headspace from an intellectual and spiritual engagement i think that's really really important and and following that in my own life i think one of the practical engagements that i've learned and that i think has become very valuable and i want to keep doing is this idea of 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 online engagement i mean i love doing this stuff with you guys but i also need to make sure that our church is continuing to develop resources and provide resources for people who both can and cannot engage on Sunday mornings. Yeah, I want to one thing there, and then I'm gonna turn it over to Chris, and then we'll wrap it up. That online part, I will say this: I was I won't call myself anti-church or anti-online church beforehand. I don't know if I would have been that strong, but I was definitely not favorable. Leery. Yeah, I was like, eh, does this? You know, in my mind, I'm always thinking that Hebrews text: Do not forsake the assembling. Mm-hmm. You know, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. if we're looking at it from like a commandment standpoint, like, are we really? Gathering if we're yeah, not together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I want to pause that for a second, I'm, and I'm just going to put it this way: God has shown, I think. Wait a second. There are infinite, if you will, mediums or ways that we can do this mm-hmm. and take advantage of every one of them. Oh, if we're going to grow, yeah. if we're going to lead people to Christ, and you know, and and even at Jericho, we figured that out too. Like we're doing all kinds of different things now that we would have never done specifically mm-hmm. online. Chris. Yeah. So, um, it's funny that, uh, just before COVID hit, uh, Ben actually came into our life group and, uh, and sat down and we had a conversation. This is before everything really started taking off. It's like, man, this is, this is, a, this is real. And we had a conversation about online engagement. Uh, I think it was even referred to as um, uh, another mission field online. Mm. And, and, and again, there was a lot of pushback, you know, in, in my mind included, uh, but inside, you know, our life group about, you know, yeah, but is it, is it really church? Should we really be uh, uh, not just engaging there, but, but almost encouraging individuals? Mm. Oh, it's okay to be online. Uh, and then within just two or three weeks, we're forced online and, and this is the only option we have. And so it, it was just really strange. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was odd. Uh, but it, in a, in a, in a, I don't know. Divine providence <laughs> yeah, kind yeah, of way. <laughs> in that kind of way right there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but you know, as far as going back to, to what you asked, what have we learned in here? Two, two scriptures kind of uh, stand out to me now. Number one is Matthew 16, right? We, we talked about this before. Matthew 16, 18 says this for uh, flesh and um, no, I'm sorry. And I tell you, you are Peter and on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Nothing will stop the church from continuing to move forward, including the coronavirus, including 2020, including racial division, including fill in the blank, right? The gates Mm -hmm. of hell shall not prevail. And then I think over in in, uh, Psalm 119, uh, someone at 116, you could pick, you could pick a number of verses here, but, uh, this says this uphold me according to your promise, mm-hmm. right? That I may live and let me not be put to shame in my hope, uh, according to your steadfast love, according mm-hmm. to your great mercy, according to your, uh, goodness, so on and so forth. And, uh, uh, again, in, in this time, as y'all mentioned, we've had to lean in, lean on him, uh, uh, more and maybe than ever in, in, in our lives, Cer- certainly, uh, corporately as, as a church body, I think more than, than ever before, mm-hmm. and uh, and he's proven to be faithful, and and as we've said, and he'll continue to be you know faithful moving forward. Uh, so yeah, that's phenomenal. Anyhow, yeah. Yeah. Well, so as we as we wrap this up, if we can kind of put a bow tie on this, I'll I'll, I'll say this statement: um, we're not done. Mm-hmm. We're not done with COVID. I think we're all to some extent tired of talking about sure. it. Sure. Uh, there was a necessity of having this conversation just because hey, we've been on a pause primarily due to COVID. Yeah, yeah. Yep. We're back. 
okay, here's what's been going on. But if there's one takeaway you as the audience can hear from this, t- take this. God's faithful, and mm-hmm. he's moving us forward. He's got us through this this far, and he's not going to stop now. Philippians 1.6, being confident of he who began will complete. So mm-hmm. so thank you for listening uh, to this episode. Welcome back. We're glad to be here. Yeah. yeah. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of People in Exile. Thanks, guys. As always, thank you for listening to People in Exile. For more information, visit the website, peopleinexile.com, and make sure to follow us on Facebook. Until next time, keep praying and seeking the welfare of your city.